I'm the guy you want to turn to if you need things simplified. You know, we humans, we are so smart that we make things too complicated to even want to do. We take all the motivation out of everything. We make it so complex that we make the doable seem impossible. We even tell ourselves that the possible things are impossible. You know? I'm about to help you write a book, okay? First of all, I've written 10 books. They aren't that big, but there's a method to my madness, okay? Which brings me to point number one. You can kind of call it 1A and 1B. Okay, so first of all, this is a numbers game, all right? I know you see those big novels, 40,000 words, 50,000 words, and all that. And I can help you get there, too, which will be my um, point B of my 1A, 1B. But first of all, let me just tell you that only 10% of people who pick up a book actually finish it. Now, that's not to discourage you from writing a book that's 40,000, 50,000 words, but, you know... Pretty much anybody who reads my books, they're going to be able to finish them because I don't make them that big and I cut the fluff out. Now, I am working on um, a novel and that will be about 40,000 words, 50,000, but it's no pressure to do that. I may make it 20,000. It doesn't matter, man. Just this We live in a new time, baby. Just put out some good work, you know? Look, we can stop the video right there. Just put out some great work. Get straight to the point. Don't feel like you have to do what has been done. Okay? Not not in its entirety. But anyway. So point 1A. Well, that was point 1A. Okay? I mean, point 1B is... Okay, let's do some math. Okay? Since you get overwhelmed by this big novel that you just have to write. If I told you in one year... Today, you would have a novel. Wouldn't you, be, wouldn't you be pretty satisfied with that? I think so. Okay? So let's do some math. If you write 200 words today, every day, for 365 days, what's that going to give you? That's over 70,000, right? Exactly. And that's off of... 20,000 words. I mean, 20,000. That's 200 words a day. Okay? If my math serves me correct. Okay? I'm not the best at math, but 200 a day times 365 will give you a novel. Um, uh, so, number two. After playing the numbers game, you know, uh, Treat fiction like it's a real thing. You know, obviously I understand there's some people out there, you want to do the sci-fi, you want to do the fantasy, you know, you want to write about things that you, you know, that you necessarily haven't seen. But I say that you should start where you are. <coughs> you know, start with some of the things that you know. Okay, that's, that's just some advice that I got from uh, Ernest Hemingway. Just start with what you know, but always treat it like it's a real thing. Make it believable, you know? Make it make some sense, too, which is the difference between, you know, a fiction novel and actual life. Is that, you know, the 
novels have to make sense, you know. And a little foreshadowing here. Um, a reason for doing anything, not just because uh, I'm, I'm bipolar or whatever. Even though you can make a character who's bipolar and then, you know, that would make sense in itself. Okay, it's bipolar. All right, I understand. Number three, don't edit as you go unless you don't want to write too much. Okay, so if your goal is to write 200 words a day, then it's okay to edit. You know, you can spend 30 minutes writing and editing, editing as you go. But if you're trying to aim for 3,000 words and, and things like that, just get it out there as fast as possible. You can even do dictation, which is what I like to do when I'm writing nonfiction. Dictation is basically when you speak it into a microphone and then the words appear on the screen. I do that with my phone. It's not 100% accurate. I say it's about 80% accurate or so. Probably even more than that. But seeing as that I'm not a fast typer, this has saved me a lot of time. It's given me a lot of motivation. And it just frees me up to do other things. And I can get to the editing process relatively fast, man. And like, if you can sit down for an hour talking into your phone and you pull out uh, 3,000 words or so, and you're gonna be just blown away. You know, because you, again, it's a numbers game. You're gonna start doing the math. You're like, well, shit, if I'm able to do this for three hours a day, look at me, that's 9,000. And I kind of got this idea. I'm, dictation is nothing new, but if you ever heard somebody talk before, and try to guess what their word count would be, you know. I've, well, personally, I, I've done this many times. Like, I've I've had a conversation with somebody for two hours, for example. And it just seemed like I was talking the whole goddamn time. And I'm sure you can relate to this. By the time you get to the end of, end of the conversation, you dropping all this knowledge. You're like, well, damn, I should write a book. You know, you probably would have had a nice little book had you, you know, if you were able to dictate the whole conversation, which isn't 100% realistic, but you definitely could record it and transcribe and, you know, just just things of that nature. Again, I'm just playing around with numbers. It's something that I like to do. I know that I'm all over the place, but it's just something that I like to do. So just don't edit as you go unless you want a shorter word count, which I, I kind of like that, too. Because now with my with my fiction, because I'm not really aiming for a high word count, although that may change, you know, as soon as today, as early as today, um, I'm able to get it to my liking. So I'm starting to get more and more comfortable with the idea that I might not have to go back and edit it, you know? I may do that just because I want to make sure that the story pops and, you know, just make sure that I don't miss anything. But just to have that weight off of my shoulders is just very beneficial. It makes me want to just keep going and just, you know, work on what's next. As opposed to just staring at a big-ass mountain and just like, well, I don't want the word count to be too big because then I'm going to go back and then uh, I'm going to have to gut this and take this word and put it here. and blah, blah. You know, so that could be intimidating. You know, I wouldn't let that stop you. Like, I'm not going to let that stop me, you know, from doing that which I want to do with my novel. But 
I'm just saying, it's less to worry about. Number four, just make bad things happen, okay? Bad things happen in your life, you know how to put it, you know what I mean, you can put it into a book. You you tell people about your woes all the time, about bad things that happen to you this morning all the time, just put it in a book, you know? A lot of what I'm writing right now, I'm actually just taking from my own personal life. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of people could argue that it's not fiction at all. But I'll pass it off as if it's fiction. You know, because obviously I'm going to throw some uh, some fictitious pieces in it. And obviously I'm, I'm nowhere near being finished. But I'm definitely going to draw from the things that I've seen. And, the, you know, the things that happened to me and people around me. Because it's it makes for a great story. You know? Like, for example, because this, I don't, I don't know how much of this I'll tell, but the story of me, you know, uh, finding my way out of the friend zone to eventually having sex with this girl who was my best friend for a long time, and she ends up having my baby, and she had complications in the pregnancy, almost died, all those things. They make for a pretty great story. Kind of traumatic, but a pretty good story. And people can relate to that, you know? Um, so, just make bad things happen. And of course, you want to make it so you can resolve to fix that solution. Uh, I mean, resolve to fix that problem, find a solution. Or, it forever changes the character and they act in a certain way as a result of it, you know? You don't necessarily have to end with a happy ending, okay? You don't have to end with a sad ending. You can end with a funny ending. You can end with a whatever. A damn near up in the air ending. And then leave it open for your next book. It's up to you. Um, and again. Oh, is it, you know, brings me to point number five. Make it enjoyable for you. So if you get a kick out of blood, put a lot of blood in there. If you get a kick out of sex, then put a lot of sex in there. If you like to make people laugh, tell your jokes. It's all about you, man. If you're not enjoying it, it's going to be dry as hell. You might as well be writing a textbook. Okay? This is your world, baby. I'm just living in it. And I'm telling you, whatever you like, take those elements into your writing. That's the reason why a lot of us quit anyway. We, we don't like what we're doing because we feel like we have to live by somebody else's standards. Okay? The book doesn't have to be that dark. The book doesn't have to be that intelligent it doesn't have to have you know uh, two million different words in it okay just make it unique and make it enjoyable to you you have your own approach to life it doesn't have to stop because you're about to write a novel welcome to the new age baby this is where we are um number six learn how to edit See this this gets in the way of a lot of a lot of writers and things like that. They think, you know, I'm I need to go in and get me an editor and that's gonna be expensive and things like that. And although I do advise getting an editor, if you know how to edit well enough, you'll be fine. Like me personally, I'm an editor. I don't edit anybody else's work, I edit mine. And I'm confident with my editing skills because I pay close attention to how people write you know and I'm always a student of it I'm always breaking things down even when I'm on Facebook I'm not a grammar Nazi anymore I retired from that 
but I like to see how people write and I can say, okay, well, this person's pretty well read. This person's putting some thought into their style, the punctuation, you know, you know comma placement, whatever. And I compare that with what I've always known, especially when I'm reading from somebody who's a known writer, for example. You know, I'm just always studying them because I feel like most writers, they never take time off when it comes to writing. So, every, like every Facebook post that I post, it's it's pretty much edited as if it were going into a book. You know, oh. Wow, here's a bonus one because I just don't want to forget about this. Leverage your Facebook post, okay? So this is more so for my people who who are dropping a lot of knowledge on Facebook and you want to write nonfiction, okay? Those posts that you that you put on Facebook can be elaborated on. You know, you can elaborate on them and put it into something much bigger. I definitely, definitely take this approach. So that's why I'm not tripping when I put out information, you know, I, I, put out, I post a status or whatever and it doesn't get a lot of traction, a lot of traction or even if it does, if I feel like it's really good material, I will take that copy and paste and email it to myself. Um, and I don't it's just something about Facebook that wants you that I don't know, it motivates you to put out your best work. Um, and so I keep, and so I keep doing it. Um, and so again, just take that, copy and paste, send it to your email address. Then when you get around to doing it, you elaborate on it. More material for whatever book you're working on. You know, you can start putting them in different categories, sections, whatever. And before you know it, that will add up. I have a lot of material because of that. This will really help you. Um, doesn't 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 necessarily help you in the fiction route, but for nonfiction, for sure. Or you know, it could help you in fiction if it inspires a story. You know, it depends on what you're posting about. So definitely hold yourself to high standards when you when it comes to posts and statuses on Facebook because you can leverage them. And I didn't always have this idea. So when Facebook shares memories with me from years past, I'm like, oh wow, that's. I'm surprised I didn't do anything with that. Copy, paste, email it to myself. That's my material, okay? Facebook is making money off of us, okay? We got to get something out of it. These likes, these comments, and, you know, whatever, it's not enough, okay? That's my material. I put that out there, you know? Don't just be working to build a better product for Facebook. Whatever you put out there, it better be worth using somewhere else okay so look that's bonus material right there and i'm gonna call that uh what's it, let's say uh i'm gonna call that number uh seven so now number eight don't worry about bad writing don't let that stop you you know now obviously if you edit as you go you will have to worry about it a lot less but no matter what if you get to the finish line of let's say your rough draft don't look at it as just, you know, don't let it get to you. No matter what you think about it, no matter all the mistakes that you may see, don't let it get to you. Because nobody else can see it. Nobody else has to see it. Okay? You can always make it right. You know? 
this isn't a one shot, one kill type thing. You know? When you get it all out there, maybe you take some time away from it, maybe you don't. But make it into what you want. You know? As close as, as, close as you can get it. But don't hang your head. The negative emotions get in the way of your creativity. And that's not going to help you. You put so much time into your work. You know, you owe it to yourself to see it through, to see it to its completion. You know, there's no need to rush and there's no need to be upset because you didn't get it right on the first go. Okay? Most people are quitters. You know, when at things like this, okay? But you're not going to be the person to quit. You know, you're going to take your time. You're going to take it day by day. You're going to have fun. And you're going to learn to love the editing process. You're going to learn to love to take whatever piece of shit you have right there and turn it into a masterpiece. All right. Uh, so that's number eight. And number nine is to uh, keep it simple, which I kind of, you know, spoke on earlier. Um, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself with this home run that you're aiming for, okay? So no matter if you want to tell a story that has dragons in it and, I don't know, aliens riding on unicorn dragon hybrids, start with the basics first. Tell the stories, you know, tell the basic, you know, the human aspect of the story and then build on it later. I mean, you can treat it like an origin if you want to, you know? Like, there are a lot of fans out there of Dragon Ball Z. We all are, but Dragon Ball Z started from Dragon Ball, you know? Where it was more so about martial arts. Before we were throwing fireballs and all types of shit, it was much simpler. And I think that's, you know, you can build momentum off of something like that. No matter what they always had in the works or what have you. Or, I mean, because I, I don't really know if Dragon Ball came out before Dragon Ball Z, but let's just assume. Because, you know, prequels come out after the, you know, after the original. That, that's not necessarily uncommon. But if I, had, if I had to give you advice, I would say start off with a Dragon Ball. Where it's more so about the martial arts, the fighting, the technique, and all that. Then we start adding the intricate things. We start adding... You know, spirit bombs and, you know, just things that are more so otherworldly. You know, obviously he was flying on clouds and things like that. But, you know, he didn't have to deal with the amount of aliens that you that you see now. Obviously, they had a bunch of, you know, they did have their creatures and things like that. But it was just much more doable. You know, it wasn't as overwhelming as if you had to start off with Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so just start off simple, and I, I I would imagine that even a story like Harry Potter, Harry Potter started started off uh, a lot simpler than it ended up being. You know, it just it grew into something that was as big as it had become. You know, so definitely keep it simple, and also in your language, keep it simple, concise, straight to the point. Tell the story. Don't lose people. You don't want your readers to have to go to a dictionary every sentence, okay? That's just going to break momentum. you got to let it flow. Put some style into it. And I'm going to speak more on that um, uh, a little later. 
Um, so, number 10. See it as a movie in your head. See the movie. If you watch enough television, you watch enough you know, movies, you can make things unfold in such a way. So, you know, you're watching the movie. Okay, we're in the natural habitat or whatever. Then we got a little conflict going. And, you know, it's rising. And, you know, big action, fighting. And, you know, ching, 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 whatever. Then we get some resolve and everything cools down, you know. See the movie in your head, you know. Meditate on it. Watch it. You know, lose yourself. Lose yourself in it. Feel the emotion. And that's how you'll know where to go. Okay? It's not always about staring at a blank screen trying to figure out what's next. Or just staring at the screen in general. Watch the movie. Always. Um, and number 11, and I kind of spoke on it, but action. Make things happen. One thing that I will admit that I am suffering with the most is that my main character is somewhat passive and the people around him have action going. But uh, that's not even a big issue because since I consciously know that, I'll be able to fix it. Okay? So, obviously, you, you want to show and not tell. You don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to say, you know, that... Oh, I'm a poor man, and I never really had much money, and yada, yada, yada. You kind of want to have it happen in conversation. So it's more so, you know I'm poor. So why wouldn't you pay me back when I said, when you said you were going to pay me back? You know, just, just things like that. Make things happen. Bring it up in conversation. You don't have to talk about how short you are. You know, you get somebody else to like... Look at this short motherfucker. He can barely ride the rides. You know, just just things like that. You know, your own your little unique approach to it. Just make something happen. And, you know, you know, grab the person you're talking to. Push them against the door. You know, and give me the feeling that I'm watching it. You know, that's why I say watch the movie. Because you'll have something to compare it to. No matter what you're writing, you'll be able to say, okay, this is kind of too dry for a movie. You know, it just seems like we're kind of just falling into each other and not pushing, not fighting and things like that. You know, helps you choose your words wisely. Helps you, you know, put together a greater sense of imagery. Okay. Um, number 12. Uh, put a poetic spin on your words. You know? There are many ways to say what's happening, okay? Um, let's say I was I was exercising a lot, it's leg day or whatever, and instead of saying my legs were so tired, my legs were wobbly or whatever, they say my legs were noodles. You know, my legs were noodles, and my feet were cement uh, cement uh, bricks, or you know, just things like that. You know, uh, my arms were spaghetti, and, you know, my, or my arms were dead. Of course your arms weren't dead. Of course your legs weren't spaghetti, but that type of imagery would stick. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> damn, he, he could barely walk down the goddamn street. You know, I had become a zombie, you know. 
I had become the walking dead. You're just things like that. That type of imagery, people won't really take literally, but it's like, wow. <laughs> you know, you're just, what you're doing to my brain right now, you know, that's enjoyable. Okay? So you don't want to just have a dry piece of writing. You know, note to self. And, you know, and I, you know, I won't always take an approach like that because I there's there's always... There are many ways to, like I said, to tell what's going on. It doesn't always have to be that poetic, you know. And you can, of course, put that in, like, conversation, too. You know, just, you know, just when you say things like, well, if you leave, you might as well take my heart with you. Just, just things like that, because, you know, it's always been yours, you know. Or, anyway, like, at this rate, you might as well, t I said this the other day, actually. I was like, man, you might as well go to the kitchen, get the sharpest knife, and just stab me in the back. You know, as, as many times as I felt betrayed by you. And just, you know, just things like that, man. Just just be a poet about it, man. Just get yourself some swag. And finally, um, number 13 is that at the end of each scene, you just plot on what's next. See, I, I don't really take an outline approach. Like I, like I think I said in this video, it could have been the last video. I'm all over the place. But no matter what, after a scene, I go to my notebook and I just write down a bunch of ideas of what may be next. Okay? I want to get it all out there and just try to see what would make more sense. You know, what's something that I could really connect it to. And some of the other ideas that I write down, they aren't necessarily lost because I don't choose them for this particular scene, for the forthcoming scene, okay? It's definitely something that, could, that can be used in the future. But definitely want to jot down every idea. You want to have a specific notebook for that and just, just you know, just go away at it, man. Just, it's brainstorming. It's constructive. It's a reason why a lot of us do it. Now, I'm, I'm not the type of person to outline. That's just me. Um... A little bonus tip, but most most people say this anyway. You know, have the have the end in mind. That allows me to write down things that could possibly take place afterwards, and the ending may be in that brainstorming uh, practice as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely. You know, especially when you got some momentum or when you feel like you you hit a wall. You got some writer's block going. Which I don't really believe in. Um, but that that's just me. Because I have many avenues that will take me to um, ideas. And will allow me to exercise my creativity. And a great deal of that is just staying true to who I am. And not trying to do what I think is expected. Um, but yeah, just focus on what, what may come next. And with that... Those are my 13 tips. I hope you got something out of it. I'm sure you did. Um, oh, yeah, and I'm going to leave a, a link to all of my books if you want to check them out. Um, it's, I think it's, uh, there's five poetry books and there's five nonfiction. I will have more nonfiction coming out. And, of course, I'm going to finally put out some fiction. I was just kind of dragging my feet because I'm all over the place with the nonfiction and the other things that I'm working on in my life, like this YouTube video right here. And I appreciate you all for checking me out. Please like and subscribe. I'm not going anywhere, even though my name is Milo Nowhere. Uh, thanks a lot.